Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is open now. Excuse me, it's on our website. You can leave your comments, prayer requests, whatever you want to ask. You're welcome to do so. By putting on the chat room I would like to say a huge hello Hello, hello To my church family True Believers Tabernacle Church While Senior Pastor Pastor Otis Logan If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area 
Feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are listening to the show. And thank you for your continued prayers and support. Okay. Question. What do you do when your spouse tells you that they want out of the marriage? Those painful words could crush all your hopes, dreams you might have planned and leave you brokenhearted. Even in the midst of your hurt, remember that you have an ever-present helper who carry you through whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're feeling, and he can heal your heart. On this show today, we're going to discuss how to handle when your spouse wants to leave you, leave the marriage. We're going to talk about your responsibilities during this painful time and much more in the episode called when your spouse stops loving you. When your spouse stops loving you. <clears throat> you know, the other day I was uh, talking to someone and I realized so many people are getting a divorce. And unfortunately, you hear, mm, you hear some couples, they might have been married just a few months, and then they went out, maybe because they didn't really do their research on each other. Somebody was hiding something. Uh, Somebody might have been abusive. But there are people who've been married for 30, 40 years, and now what happened? They don't want to be married anymore. One spouse now decides that they want to they want to enjoy the if you want to say try to rekindle their youthfulness and someone that they might have been with for all that time now they decide you know what I could do better and all I can say is it's mind blowing and especially as Christians we would think that because we serve a loving, all-knowing God, we will rely upon him to help us even in difficult times. But unfortunately, so many us as believers are actually going to the divorce court to get a divorce. And from my understanding, it's more people that are professing some type of faith that are getting a divorce than those that are not professing kind of faith and we got to turn that around but one of the things I will say first of all in this disclaimer I do want to say what we're going to be discussing today I will say I'm not a licensed physician now I am a faith-based counselor but as far as a professional 
counselor to be able to diagnose. Uh, I'm not that, but I don't discourage people going. I would encourage if you're looking for a professional counselor, faith-based professional counselor, please, if you can't find one, please let me know, and I will try to find one in your area. So for those who may be listening, what we're going to do, we're going to break up the episode into two parts. The first part we want to talk about when your spouse want to leave you and you're the victim. Now, when you are told by your spouse that they want out the marriage, that initial shock could paralyze you, especially if they if it blindsides you. If you've had no, if you want to say no uh, knowledge a no type of hint that they have changed. You know, sometimes somebody just out the blue just wake up and say, you know what, um, thank you for a beautiful life that you've given me, but um, marriage ain't for me. I've heard that. I've heard, I know a lot of people that have gone through divorce and one friend of mine, um, he did a lot of great things for his wife, loved his wife, very devoted, really took care of her and one day she woke up and she said she don't want to be married anymore and of course it broke his heart um i hated to see him hurt but thank god years later he's married now but he's married to someone that loves him he's married to someone that's committed married to someone that's committable married to someone that loves him but more importantly love god and they have a beautiful, beautiful family. So uh, I do want to say, just because, just because someone, just because someone may say they don't want you anymore, that does not mean that nobody else wants you. So, um, like I said, just want to put that out there. That's a great success story. But when I saw him going through, it hurted me. It hurted my heart. Very close friend of mine. And um, matter of fact, two of them, as a matter of fact, but um, thank God that God has healed them in in the process of healing them. And uh, they really just continue to walk in God and trust in God. And now they're happier than they've ever been. So thank God for that. But along with that, when your spouse want to leave you, the first thing Ask or suggest a faith-based counseling. Ask your spouse counseling. Now, along with that counseling, of course, you can talk to them and ask them why. That's a natural thing, you know. Um, why do you want to be? Why do you want to be out the marriage? You just never know. Um, it might be might be fear, might be um anything. So I don't wanna just make any type of guess, but person may have their own reason. So the main thing is use that as an opportunity to try to communicate, try to try to get some answers. 
And then, of course, in trying to get some answers, of course, suggest, ask for counseling. Now, if they agree to counseling, make sure that make sure that you can go to people who will hold both of y'all accountable. Someone that's going to give you God's word, but also someone that's going to speak in love. Someone that love you all enough, but more importantly, love God enough to be truthful, to be transparent, and to hold you all accountable if if you're wrong, hey, say it instead of just dancing around and please don't get into one that's going to just give hints. Get someone that's going to be direct and crystal clear in the message that is given to them by God. The other thing, making sure that if y'all do have counseling, make sure that you allow that the opportunity to get everything out. Get everything out, and not just you get everything out, but also allow your spouse to get everything out, too. Be there to listen. Don't be there to judge or to criticize. Be there to listen and have in mind that you want to work or fight for the match. Now, if they do agree to counseling, that's great. That could be a positive But on the other hand, if by chance you have suggested counseling and they said no, their mind is made up, even if they refuse counseling, I would suggest for you to go to counseling anyway. Go to counseling regardless if they choose to go or not. Who knows? You going, it may provoke them. It may encourage them for them to go also in the you know, may not be on the first meeting, may not be in the second meeting, but on down the line, maybe it may suggest to them or encourage them to go. They may see, you know what, this person is serious about fighting for our marriage. You never know. But along with going, even if they choose not to go and they choose to be a one after marriage anyway, You still go, but go for yourself because any type of breakup or divorce, it it takes someone to help you. It may be just a listening ear. It may be, of course, praying for you, of course, Um, but it may be therapeutic for you to be able to get some of that hurt, some of that frustration, some of that grief out because divorce, breakup, it is a part of grief. And there are different stages of grief. You know, there's the denial, there's the there, there's the hurt, the initial shock, um, all these different steps and there's no set order in the steps of grief. So in order for you to have someone that's going to help you and guide you and pray for you, but also someone that's going to be able to help you to still get into God's word, pray, not losing, not losing focus 
on life, not losing focus on yourself, taking care of yourself, even in the process of this hurtful time. So I will recommend to make sure no matter if that spouse wants to go or not, you still go. Now, this will help you or also equip you for the outcome. If they choose to change their mind and say, hey, that's great. But if they choose not to and continue with the process of leaving the marriage, then the counseling will help you. Now, the other thing, you have to continue to do the right thing to your spouse. What do I mean? If you've always, let's just say you've always cooked or if you've always um, put gas in her car or washed the car or whatever. Now, when they're in the house, when they're in the house and they're still there and there's, I'll put it like this, if all there's been, been talk of just getting a divorce or leaving a marriage and there's no there's no outside marriage or there's no um, crime that's been committed or anything like that, keep things as they are. Keep things as they are. So that way you can protect yourself and you don't allow yourself to be any type of, to get into any type of hurt. So the main thing is to make sure that you do the right thing. Make sure that no matter what they do or what they choose not to do, make sure that you continue to do the right thing, the same thing all the time. Like I said, this is if nobody's been hurt, nobody's been abused, anything like that. I'm going to talk about abuse and everything later on. But making sure that as long as that person is in the home and there is no one in danger, you continue to do what you've been doing. Like I said, if you've been washing your wife's car, continue to do it. Even on holidays, even on anniversaries, even on special occasions, hey, nothing wrong with giving a card, nothing wrong with giving flowers. You still continue to do that. You don't allow that person's decision to change yours. You continue to fight for the marriage. You continue to still do as if everything is going fine. You continue to do it no matter what. As long as, like I said, as long as, the disclaimer, as long as no one is in danger, physical danger, mental danger, anything like that, you continue to do it and you will allow that to help you to get peace, help you to not lose control because a lot of times when a person stops doing something because somebody else chooses not to do something, then what happens, we change who we become. We change who we are, and we become just like them, if not worse. So the main thing is for you to continue to do what you're supposed to do or what you have done, and don't let anything or anybody change your character. Don't allow anybody to influence you someone that you're not. You might be a giver. You might be the one that, like I said, 
do the things for your spouse or uh, do the things for your wife or do the things for your husband. You might be that person. You continue to do it. Now, if they choose to leave, if they get out the house and all that, then, you know, that's on them. But as long as they're there, you do the right thing. Like I said, you do it as if everything is going fine. Because if they choose to leave, if they choose to want to make the marriage, then that's not your fault. That's their decision. But also realizing we can't make somebody stay when they don't want to stay. We can't make somebody go against their will. So if they choose to say, first of all, making sure, if they choose to say, great. If they change their mind, great. But if they choose not to stay, if they want to leave, the main thing, I want you to listen. We can't provoke people. Don't provoke them. Don't provoke them. A lot of times we have to, number one, be prayerful even when we deal with that delicate time, that delicate situation. Because a lot of times the devil will try to make us not speak from wisdom, but speak from our hurt or speak from our emotions, which will make things worse. We can't do that. So what we have to do, we have to be prayerful. When we're dealing with our spouse during that time, you have to be prayerful. Sometimes it might not be the proper time to at that time. Be prayerful, ask God to set the scene, and most importantly, make sure that you do twice as much listening than you do talking. So make sure that you be mindful of what you say. Ask God to guard your heart. Guard your mouth because the main thing that the devil would love to do is be able to allow you to speak from your emotions and you end up escalating things and then you end up doing something that you regret or vice versa. It could be a big fight, right? Somebody say something that uh, in, not intentional, but someone says something that end up causing more hurt. Someone says something that they end up having to apologize about. So we have to be prayerful, have to be mindful on what we say, make sure that even with the things that may be going on, main thing, we give it to God, be in prayer. And also even with accountability partner, even with the counseling, if you choose to uh, go to counseling, which I highly recommend, make sure that that is someone that is an example of what they teach. I do have to say that, forgive me for not mentioning that earlier when I was describing the type of counselor to go to, but make sure that you deal with someone that is an example of what they teach. You know, um, it doesn't make any sense to go to a counselor where he's going to be opinionated, he or she going to be opinionated, or they speaking from, not from scripture, but they speaking from hurt. Then, well, you know, uh, all men are dogs, and then all, there you go, male bashing. Or, oh, you know, a woman just going to be a woman, women bashing. No, you want somebody that's healed. You want somebody that's going to give you what thus says the Lord and hold you accountable. So we have to remember that. So along with that, Making sure 
that continue to do the right thing, continue to do the right thing, not allowing someone to make you step outside of your character. I'll say it like this. If your, if your spouse receive a candy from you, if you used to give your spouse flowers, cars, candy, and then now that person went out the marriage, and but they still in the house. You give them a card or you give them a candy. It used to be where they would say, "Oh, thank you." They would give you a hug and embrace, and now they've changed, and they get the sick of all. Hmm. And they just throw it on the ground and keep on walking. Does that mean that you stop doing that? No. Continue to do it. Continue to do it. See, you're not going to change because of their response. Mm-mm. You continue to do the right thing. You continue to do what you've been doing. That is still showing respect, love, chivalry. Even if they don't tell you thank you, continue to do it. You know why? Because if you don't get a thank you from them, you will get a thank you from the ants who may eat the Snickers off the ground. Either way, God going to make sure that you get a thank you from somebody, either through your spouse or through the insects that eat whatever candy that you throw down, what they throw down. So no matter what, you continue to do what you do and don't let anything or anybody change you or don't let anybody persuade you. Well, if they did that, I would just stop. I would just stop. And most of the people that talk like that are the ones that have been hurt. So making sure also with you in this crucial time, make sure you be mindful of who you're listening to. Because a lot of times people give ill advice and they give advice to people that actually unscriptural and also they give an advice, it can make things worse. So you be mindful of who you're listening to. Don't listen to everybody. Everybody Everybody may not say the right thing. Everybody may not say the biblical thing. So no matter what, you continue to do the right thing and make sure, make sure that you're doing your part in the marriage, in the covenant, in the relationship. So you continue to do the right thing, not only unto your spouse, but most importantly, remember that you're doing it unto God. Now, the other thing is, now, if there's infidelity, if this person wants to leave, and if there's, I'm not talking about a guest, and make sure that you communicate. Make sure, make sure you communicate. Please, please, please don't, even though you may be hurt, but don't shut down. You need to find out. You need to know things, because a lot of things, it may be not only to your benefit, but it may be your right. If there's been infidelity, you have a right to know because your health is on the line. Just being honest, let's put it out there. This is a Christian podcast where we have to be informative and said, not only said pertaining to what's going on in our life, but also biblically, we need to know. We need to know what's going on and also how to protect, how to cover yourself. So if there's been infidelity involved, you have to make sure that you protect yourself. 
So in other words, if there's been infidelity, you do have a right not only to talk to that person, but even if you need to sexually protect yourself or refrain from sex until the spouse get tested. Hey, you got to look at the time and day that we're living in. We're living in some dangerous and wicked times. So you have to protect yourself. Does that mean, well, well, well you know, you, you don't trust me. No, listen here. First of all, you have to use wisdom. You have to use wisdom. You just can't say, well, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, God, 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 God will clear it up. Well, God can. God is able, but also God gave you wisdom to go get yourself checked out, go to the doctor, have them to go to the doctor. And if they choose not to go, you do have the right to refrain from sex from them. You have the right. I mean, it's only right. If someone loved you enough, if they did step out of their bedroom, we're not condoning, we're not condoning uh, infidelity, we're not condoning adultery, anything like that. That's a sin. That's wrong. Also, that's dishonorable not only to your spouse, but also that's dishonorable to you. That's dishonorable to your family. <clears throat> so I recommend people listen here. Don't step outside of your marriage. Stick with it. Now, for those who have stepped out of their marriage, that spouse, that's the victim, the one that was cheated on, have a right to go to the doctor, have the right to advise you to go to the doctor, make sure everything checked out. But also, there are some STDs that don't show up immediately, like HIV does not show up immediately. But we have to use wisdom. Protect yourself, cover yourself, and for those who may have stepped out of their marriage, you have to think about this. You have to think about you don't want to pick up anything from the streets and bring it to your home. Not just bringing it and exposing your spouse, but also exposing your children's mother. Got to think about it like that. You don't want to lose trust. So for those who um, for those who are concerned, like I said, you do have the right. Go to the doctor. Go get a checkup. And you may have to just, I ain't going to say may, but it's good to be transparent to your doctor, to your physician, to let them know, hey, you know, um, I'm concerned because my spouse cheated on me. And also make sure that you speak to your spouse. Okay, look. You, you stepped outside of the marriage. Uh, did you use protection? Hey, did you use protection? Did you? Okay. Okay. Did you or did you not? Okay. You didn't. Okay. Now there's a whole series of things. And like I said, make sure you ask those questions. It may be embarrassing, but guess what? This is for your health. This is for your benefit. And then also you talk to your doctor. So you have to make sure that you use wisdom and make sure that you Consult, find out everything you can, and also if you know who they were sleeping with, that's another thing to know. They ask them, hey, who was it that you slept with? Find out about their health. Now, we're not talking about you just find it, just go to retaliate. No, we, this is for 
health purpose. This is for the health and safety of yourself and your family. So along with that, since we were talking about infidelity and everything, another step that we have to do, and we have to make sure that this is crystal clear, you have to forgive your spouse. Now, I do want to say, I'm going to read this little, I'm going to read this right here. Um, This is very important pertaining to forgiveness. You have to forgive, you have to forgive, you have to forgive your spouse. Now, forgiveness is not just for them, but mainly it's for you. We often say when you hold on to unforgiveness, that's just like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Forgiveness. Let's talk about forgiveness for a minute. Now, some people may think when you you may think that forgiveness is about the following, condemning what the other person did, giving in, turning the other cheek, pretending that nothing happened or that it really wasn't such a big deal, admitting that your anger isn't justified or that you're not entitled to it, forcing yourself to let, excuse me, forcing yourself to let go along, let's go along with the other person who you feel may hurt you again. In other words, forcing yourself to get along with someone who may feel that they're going to hurt you again. Some people feel that way. Some people think, okay, well, if I forgive them, that means I got to turn the other cheek. And, you know, uh, if I forgive them, that means I got to trust them at the same level. But all of that is wrong. Listen, you can forgive a person. Forgiving a person, actually, that's the easy part. But just because you forgive them, that does not mean that you trust them. You give freely the trust. Excuse me, you give freely the forgiveness. Forgiveness is free, but what costs is the trust. They got to pay for the trust. And does that mean that, hey, you, that's, that's unlike a Christian to do that. No, that's wise. The Bible even tells us to do that. The Bible tells us, lay hands suddenly on no man. That means don't give you a people who has not earned it, who has not earned it. But also the Bible tells us, be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. We have to remember that trust is earned. Now, those are some of the myths I had read about earlier. So then you're probably going to be very reclusive to forgiving. Now, let's look at what forgiveness really is. Forgiveness is about freeing up and putting to better use the energy that is being consumed by holding on to grudges, harboring resentment, and nursing old wounds. Forgiveness is about moving on, if you want to say moving forward. 
Forgiveness is about choosing serenity and happiness over righteous anger. Forgiveness is about refusing to replay past hurt in your mind over and over again like a broken record. Forgiveness is about realizing that anger and resentment don't serve you any good. Forgiveness is about giving yourself a clean slate. The other thing we have to think about, I want you to remember this. Listen to this carefully. Forgiveness is allowing us, or if you want to say, Forgiveness allows you to let go of the pain and the memories. And if we let go of the pain and the memories, we can have the memories, but it does not control us. When memory controls us or when memory controls you, you are then the puppet of your past. That actually came from a poet, Alexandria Aselli. I want you to, I'm going to say that last part again. When memories control you, you are then the puppet of your past. That's deep. So we can't allow our past to dictate our present nor our future. But we have to be able to forgive them. We have to clear our head of the emotional poison, clear our head, clear our heart of the emotional poison. You have to be true to yourself and be real with yourself. If you hurt, say, you know what, I'm hurt. Forgive yourself for any of your own fault which led to you allowing yourself to be hurt. Sometimes even when they come down to hearing that your spouse went out of the marriage and everything, sometimes not only we hold on unforgiveness towards the other person, but sometimes we hold on unforgiveness of ourselves. Oh, I shouldn't have messed with that person. I shouldn't have shouldn't have married them. You know, my family told me to not fool with that person. Or my friends told me not to fool with that person. So, you know what? Doing all that is not up anything. Can't cry over spilled milk. So we have to allow ourselves to move on, like I said, not only forgiving our spouse, but forgiving ourselves. Forgive yourself for any of your own fault, like I mentioned earlier, and choose to let alone, uh, get alone, choose to get along with the person who hurt you, even if you don't love them or trust them anymore and remember it is for your best interest along with forgiving them but realizing like I said just because you forgive somebody does not mean that you trust them but also the key thing you have to remember you have to remember who you're dealing with you have to remember who you're dealing with there's so many people who let's just say they have a uh, they are co-parents and they're no longer uh, married You already know how this person's behavior is And if you already know And have accepted that You deal with them accordingly 
that's going to help you for you to not get stressed, not to get your hopes up or anything like that. You can't expect them to do anything beyond their maturity level or their hurt level. So if you already know that and have accepted that, then that's going to help you where you can be able to pick and choose your own battles. You already know how this person is. So, hey, look here. Let me go ahead. I'll just deal with them, you know, at another time. Or if you already know they got a bad attitude and everything, they're going to scream and yell and cuss and all that stuff. Listen here, don't call them. Sometimes information, you just go ahead and just text. There are different methods to be able to handle a person instead of you, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and call. It could be no harm. First of all, you need to be prayerful. Be prayerful before you even call or contact that person or even deal with that person. Be in prayer. Ask God to help you to see when is the best time to communicate. So that way you won't allow yourself to get worked up or get your feelings hurt. Excuse me a second. Okay. You have to give me some water. So being able to forgive them, having to forgive them, and also forgive yourself. Give up the need for revenge. Hmm. Give up the need for revenge. And there's so many people, when they deal with someone who have hurt them, sometimes some people, even within the church, even some of them may be saved, even when they deal with somebody who hurt them, sometimes they want to retaliate and make the person hurt just as much, if not more, as when they receive the hurt from that person. We can't do that. Listen, they're just like crying over spilled milk. But also, what that what that would do, that will actually start making you look back to the hurt instead of forward to the promise, to the purpose that God has for you. So even though there might have been hurt in the past, but still, keep going forward. Move forward. Ask God to help you to move forward. So along with forgiving them, forgiving yourself, also pray for them. Pray for them regardless of the outcome, regardless if they choose to stay, they change their mind and stay, or if they leave. Pray for them anyway because you don't know what if, Jimmy, <coughs> what if it causes your prayers, your prayers causes them to come to Christ. Or repent Those prayers may be immediate Or it may be Later on down the road But the main thing is Continue to pray for them And don't have a selfish prayer Well you know uh, Make them come back to me First and foremost Ask God to touch their heart Touch their mind And reconnect them back to him If they get back to Christ Everything else gonna fall into place. Excuse <clears throat> me. But as long as we thinking about well, you know, uh, everything is about me, 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 me. Then what you're saying is you're saying that your plans, your needs are greater than God's. So put them in the hand of God and let God deal with them, and everything else will fall into place. 
But as long as you're thinking about just yourself and not God's plan, then you're actually showing or saying that there's actually some work or a void within you, and you're allowing them to become your God. And that ain't going to work. So the main thing is for you to ask God to help you and stay kingdom-minded by praying for your enemies, even if it is your spouse. Praying for those who may spitefully use you or who have hurt you, who have broken or torn your heart. Pray for them. And actually, what does it do? They will actually strengthen you. Because if you can pray for someone who hurt you, everything else would be a problem to pray for them. Nobody else would be a problem. Or if you pray for those who have hurt you, then everybody else that you pray for would be, you know, easy. It's easy to pray for a friend, but it takes strength. It takes true character to pray for someone to have hurt you or your enemy. So allow God to strengthen you and equip you to be able to pray for that person. So realize, like I said earlier, you can't keep anybody who does not want to be kept. And you can't control a person's decision or will. You can't make them do something that they want to do. If they don't want to stay, I don't care how you stay in the house. Lock yourself in the house with them. With the opportunity to come, they can be go to work. They can be going to work. You know what happened? They'll never come back. So you never know. You look at what steps you can do to get your healing. Ask God to help you to get your healing. <clears throat> this is like I said. This is regardless if they choose to stay, they change their mind to stay, or if they choose to go. And realize. No matter what, divorce it it takes it takes healing from God Himself to help you to overcome that. Now, before I go into um, the second part, the second part we talk about when your spouse want to leave, and the first part talk about when your spouse want to leave and you're the victim. But the second part we want to talk about when your spouse want to leave and you were the one that was the abuser. Before I go into that, I do want to say that when it comes down to it, main thing, we're giving it to God. Make sure no matter what, no matter what the other person does, make sure you do what you're supposed to. And also, along with you as the victim, if your spouse tells you that they want to leave and all that, Make sure that you take inventory of yourself, check your heart, and make sure that you have done everything that you could have within that marriage. Make sure that you have exhausted all things, even all possibilities of reconciliation. Make sure you have done your part, because like I said, it's important for you not to stop doing the right thing. You know, you you continue to be before the Lord. Pray, ask God, God, I don't know what caused this, but God, I know that it ain't him, but it's the spirit within him. The devil had tried to come in and break up this marriage. So, God, I'm asking you, God, 
to help me. First of all, we give him, we give the situation over to you. But God, in the midst of that, I know I can't change him. I know I can't make him do something. But God, I'm not telling you to fix him. I'm asking you to fix me. Help me first. Help me. Equip me for whatever the outcome is. And God will give you the peace of mind that you need. And even when you go through situations, you won't look like what you went through. Stop on that. Put that on pause. Now, going from talking to the victim, now talking to the abuser. If your spouse want to leave you and you were uh, either an abuser or um, someone who have um, cheated, uh, been in an adultery or whatever, first of all, just like what the victim spouse did, you can offer or you can ask for counseling. Now, if that, I do want to say this, if that spouse chooses to not leave, excuse me, chooses to leave, even they forgive you, even if they decide to leave, that's their decision. They have a right they have a right, especially when there has been danger. And now you may say, well, you know what, I'm going to change or whatever. You have to put yourself in their shoes. What if, I'm not going to just say as the man being the abuser, because we know now there are some women that have been abusing too. So it's both ways. But if you had a daughter who was being abused by her husband. And then then he says, well, you know, he wants another chance. He wants another chance. You have to understand from your wife's perspective. You have to understand from her perspective. You know, when it comes down to violence, when it comes down to abuse, and the abuse, not just the physical abuse, but the emotional abuse, the mental abuse, even the sexual abuse that happens within marriages, the rape that happens within marriage, and just because you're married, you have to realize if they tell you that they don't want to participate in sex and you take it anyway, that's rape. Some people think, well, you know, we're married. No. If they say no, that's still rape. So you have to respect that person, respect that person's decision. If they choose to say no, let that be the answer. Leave it alone. Don't do Don't force yourself. You can't force yourself. Anytime you force yourself on somebody, you're going against their will. That's male or female. <clears throat> so for the abusing spouse, if your, if your spouse still wants to leave, Remember, they do have that right. You continue to pray for yourself, pray for them, but also get some help. There's nothing wrong with you asking for help. A lot of times, a lot of times, the problems, it need to be traced back. And that's why I recommend counseling just like um on the first part when I was speaking to the victims 
you never know what transpired in their life that causes them to step outside of their marriage or want to end their marriage. Um, You just never know. So that's the reason why be in prayer, but also uh, if they choose to get counseling, that's fine. Sometimes, even if they don't choose counseling, but you go to counseling or you seek God, God may even reveal some things to you. God may even share some things with you and say, you know what, look at there's a pattern in their family. You know, you just never know. So it's good to be in prayer and it's good to look at if it's generational curses or look at, hey, patterns that might have transpired, you know, because you never know people behave or people, uh, people behavior is actually an outburst to what may be going on on the inside. So the main thing is for you to be able to uh, get some help, ask for help. And that doesn't mean that you're less than a Christian uh, to acknowledge that you need some help. If you have an anger problem, hey, get into some type of anger management class to get some help. Whatever it needs to be done, do it. This is regardless if your marriage is going to stay together or not. This is for your benefit. This is for you. This is for you. So you getting the step, getting the help that you need and doing those steps to be able to get some help, that might make your spouse see that you're sincere, you're serious about this. And they may change their mind. They may have a change of heart. On the other hand, they may say, you know what? Uh, they may see that you're putting forth progress and still choose not to be with you. But they may be the silent supporter. They may support you not as a spouse, but as a friend. So you never know what type of results may come out of this. But the main thing is, if you do have anger issues, if you have trust issues, if you have infidelity issues, get some help. If you have adulterous, uh, uh, not not only that, but even drugs, alcohol, you just never know what causes a person to behave the way that they do. And if your spouse chooses not be with you because you might have been a gambler. You might have been wasteful with your money, uh, spending the family money and, and, and all these. Or even from what I found out, talking to somebody the other day, because those who don't know, I work in the jailhouse. There are so many spouses who are tired because their spouse going in and out of jail, in and out of jail over foolishness. Not over something that's, you know, upstanding. No, but over foolishness. And if your spouse chooses to want to be out of the marriage, hey, look here. You got to look at why. You got to look at, you know what, what am I causing or am I turning up my family? You have to look at that. So if you if you are that person who have been in and out of jail or, like I say, abusive mentally, physically, emotionally, if you into uh, mismanaging your money, gambling, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, and your spouse say that they want after marriage, it's time to get some help. Even if it is going to a uh, uh, AA, some type of AA meeting, uh, chemical dependency, whatever it is. So many people turn up their marriage. And this is the time for us to be able to not just get the healing of our marriage because the uh, the healing of the marriage ain't the root of the problem. Reconciling the marriage ain't the root of the problem. There's an underlying thing that needs to be addressed. 
because I don't care how the spouse come back. If you don't fix the problem, if you don't fix the root, you may have the same results come up later on in the future. So be able to get the help that is needed. And like I said, when your spouse, uh, you do the steps, and if your spouse choose to still want out to marriage, you know what? Hey, like I said, they have that right. You can't make them. You can't make them change their mind. But also, even if they choose to not be in that marriage, you still get the help. Don't allow, I'm going to say it like this, make sure you love yourself enough where regardless of the outcome of the marriage, you get the help that you need. Love yourself enough to get the help that is needed. Also, remember this. They may have forgiven you for what you've done, but just because they forgive you, that does not mean that they want you back. That does not mean that you can't get that place in their heart or you can get that place in their heart again immediately. So, Sometimes you still may have to deal with the consequences of your actions or your behavior. You may still have to deal with the consequences. But see, even in the midst of dealing with the consequences, God will help you. God can and God is able to help you to deal with the consequences of your actions. So no matter what it is, I'm telling you, give it to God, and even if you are the victim or the abuser, no matter what it is, divorce is a hurtful thing. But also, like I said, benefits and consequences to everything. And a person have a right to make a decision if they choose to stay in a marriage or not. But I do want to say, that it's very important for you to make sure that you do your part. It's very important for you to be able to do it unto God. Do it, be pleasing, and do the right thing. And I'm telling you, God will help you. God will clean you. God can remove the hurt and give you a testimony for you to be able to help somebody else. I do want to say this. I'm going to get ready to wrap up the show. You know, people that know me, I don't mind throwing myself under the bus, if you want to say using myself for an example. Uh, For those that don't know, I have a 12-year-old son. Um, I actually was married before. And during the marriage, I found out that she didn't want to be married anymore. And so, of course, that was very hurtful. But one of the things I had to learn I couldn't make her make I couldn't make her change her decision. Only God can do that. Only God can touch her or give her that desire, but God was not gonna make. God don't make anybody do anything. Now, in our marriage, just being honest with you, in our marriage, um, things were going okay, but I was the type, if she make me mad or she hurt my feelings, oh, I'm gonna let her know. But I realized that wasn't going to fix the problem. And so what I had to start learning to do is give those situations, give those things over to God. 
And as me as the man, as the leader, I realized that, of course, this was this was a young lady I chose, and me choosing. That was my choice that I blame no one. I have to learn to take responsibility for my own decision. And then with that, when she said she wanted out of the marriage, I had to allow God to help me and realize, number one, like I said, that's her decision. I couldn't make her stay if she didn't want to, but also making sure, like I said, I did my part. For me to do my part, still show love, still show respect, still show chivalry, but also on the same token, making sure to continue to pray for her. Because number one, even though she may be my quote-unquote ex-wife, she's still my son's mother. So she's someone who cared for my son and someone that my son cares for. So I had to still pray, still do pray for her. But along with that, along with doing the separation and everything, the thing with me that might have been different than other people, because people ask, you know, by my by my my stages or my um doing doing the divorce and all that stuff. See what was different about me than maybe some other people, my grief didn't happen during my divorce. My grief happened during my marriage. And so what happened during the marriage, I would get frustrated, you know, and, you know, I would, you know, if if she, like I said, if she get me upset, I'm like, you know what, the whole neighborhood would know about it, you know. But what I had to do, I had to, in order for God to come in into the home, I had to first allow God to come in. I had to invite him to come in. And the only way I could be able to invite him to come in is through me. So I had to allow God to help me deal with whatever situation that may have been going on in my home. And so when I began to allow God to help me, then whatever she might have done that may have tried to anger me, I didn't respond to it. It no longer had control or power over me. I didn't respond to it. So when I didn't respond to it, then that's when I began to have peace. Does that mean that things changed? No, things didn't change. I changed. I changed by what? By not responding to whatever quote-unquote thing that she might have tried to do or whatever. And some of them might have been deliberate. Some of them might have been a coincidence, but no matter what, I didn't, I didn't respond to it. And so by me not responding, it helped me. And then later on, I said, when I found out she wanted out, I said, I'm going to do the right thing regardless. I'm going to still give regardless. I'm going to act as if everything is going all right. Just like some of the steps that I had, I stated, God gave me that, and those are the steps he told me to do for me to have peace. So what God told me to do is going after marriage, you fight for it like never before. Fight for it. Yeah, hey, like I said, flowers, cars, candies, whatever. Do what needs to be done. And so when she decided, you know what, I want out, and next week, you know, 
want us to go to the courthouse and get a divorce, first and foremost, I told her this. Look, that's not what I want. I give you what you want. That's not what I want, but I give you what you want. Now, there's going to be some people that, that that have said, well, you know, uh, uh, you as a Christian, you better not sign them papers. You better not do that. No, listen here. You better read. You better understand your rights and also use common sense because if I hadn't assigned and I just allowed them to just go through where I didn't sign, that means that I wouldn't have had my rights. When you don't sign, you give up your rights. So just because you sign, that does not mean that you're the guilty party. No. So I don't care because I've had some people, I've had some people that profession to have been, uh, if you want to say Bible scholars, uh, they throw some old irregular, uh, irregular scriptures at me. But yet and still, I know what God told me to do. Because it even tell us in the Bible, look here. Um, matter of fact, you can read. Let's go to First Corinthians seventh chapter. You can read ten through twenty four. Look, if somebody want to leave, you can't make them stay. You just make sure you don't provoke them. That's the problem that most people have. They begin to provoke. Next thing you know, just because somebody burnt the cornbread, then all of a sudden they're going to start withdrawing sex. Nope. You're allowing the devil to come in. You can't allow the devil to come in and realize that the devil trying so badly to tear up marriages. So you don't want to give the devil any room your marriage. But even if, even if the devil come in through your spouse, you don't respond, you don't make sure that the devil coming in through you too. So you do your part in doing the right thing. You make sure you do your part and look at no matter what, you're going to do the right thing regardless if your spouse chooses to do the right thing or not. Also, what happened with me going through my divorce, like I said, my grief happened my marriage so by the time the divorce happened I was already helped I was already healed but also what happened was I looked at I exhausted every hope everything I could and so with you you make sure you exhaust everything make sure that you do everything that you're supposed to because naturally when there's a separation, when there's a divorce or whatever, what's going to happen, those things might be playing back into your mind. Okay, did I, should I have done something? Maybe if I'd done this, we wouldn't have been right here. Uh, maybe if I had done that, maybe things would have worked out better. Whatever. You make sure that you don't uh, you don't have those questions up in your head because, you failed to do your part in the marriage or in the separation or uh, in the talk of divorce. I'll say it like that. In the talk of divorce. So you make sure you do your part. You make sure that you stay true to the vows all the way through. 
So that way you don't have no guilt trip. And I see someone on the line. I'm going to give the opportunity, give them opportunity to be on the air. Um, if you do want to say something, you're welcome to. If you don't want to say something, you just say that you just listen to the show. Um, the area code 214. Hello, welcome to Rick and My Heart Radio Program. You're on the air. Hello? Hello there, how you doing today? All right, how are you? Doing good, doing good, doing good. Okay, this is a comment on this first time talking to you. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank yeah, you for coming on the show. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Oh, well, I appreciate you. And, um, matter of fact, what I'm going to do, if you don't mind, I'll make sure the log. Your number in my phone, and so right before we get ready to start the show, I give you a little text if you have to read the text, so that way you can get a chance to listen to it uh, on future episodes. Okay. All right. All right. I get a text. I appreciate all right. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Continue to listen. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, and um, for those who. For those who are, are in this situation right now pertaining to um, either having your spouse to talk to you about divorce or leaving or whatever, know that that's not an easy, it's not an easy subject, it's not a easy feeling, but know that no matter what, God can help you, God can encourage you, God can minister to you, and most importantly, God can heal you. And making sure that you understand that God wants you to give this to him also. God wants you to talk to him about these things, regardless if you're the victim of the abuser, no matter what. You know, God can allow this to be a great testimony either for reconciliation or even for deliverance. So no matter what, God can help you, God can heal you, but also we have to understand and no matter what, realize we can't change somebody, we can't make somebody do anything, but God can excuse me, God can help us in whatever decisions that they choose to do. God can help us and give us the peace. And also, like I said, being able to pray for those, pray for our spouse who may have felt that way about leaving for whatever reason. And also I mentioned earlier, even about my own situation, I do thank God. I do want to say this also. Thank God I have the relationship with my son, mother, where we don't act like how some people act. I can't stand my baby mama and, you know, acting all crazy and everything, you know. Uh, you know, she's concerned about me. And the main thing is we're looking out for the best interest of my son, our son. That's the main thing. So I, I thank God, thank God for, um, you know, even being able to have that type of rapport now. You know, we deal with each other on a business level, on a business level. So even with that, you know, business level, and then, you know, she's over there, I'm over here. But when it comes down to our son, hey, look, we unify pertaining to our son. So I thank God that um, even in the midst of the devil allowing a, uh, a divorce or whatever like that, I thank God that it didn't destroy my view of her and from way she 
uh, has responded. It didn't destroy her view about me pertaining to uh, my son and me, uh, her towards uh, her son. The main thing is realizing, excuse me, the main thing is realizing no matter what, we may not have been together as a couple tainted to husband and wife, but we are a couple when it comes down to co-parenting. So I do thank God for that. And just, I, I wanted to put that out there just to even just be transparent, but also show other people, hey, look at her. Um, there are people that are saved, even in ministry, there are things happen. Now, the main thing is making sure that you, like I said, you don't contribute, but also make sure that no matter what, make sure that you do your part where your hands are clean. You make sure you do your part. And a lot of times people, some people are not so much of the, um, some people are the instigator. They're not going to hit a person, but they'll provoke a person, which is wrong. So make sure that you don't provoke. And when I say provoke, not only a physical, but that's a mental or emotional, anything like that. So the main thing is making sure that you pray for your spouse. If you feel that uh, your spouse have told you that they want out of the marriage or whatever. Um, but also not only pertaining to um, the subject that we we're talking about, but also any other issues, give it to God. There's nothing too hard for God. And realize that God can come in, God can help, God can heal, God can fix any and every situation. And if you have any prayer requests, give everything to God right now. Whatever your situation is, you can give it to God. If those who people those people who may be listening, who may not be saved, Romans ten and nine tell us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior and believe in their heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So just in case you you were wondering, you know what? Um, what can I do to be saved? Hey, there it is, Romans 10 and 9. But also realize you may have some problems. You might need some deliverance. God can heal. God can deliver you from any and everything. But also understand God loves you. Just in case you don't know, just in case, just in case no one told you. God loves you, and he has your best interest at heart. So no matter what you're dealing with, the Bible tells us, cast all of our cares upon him, for he cares for you. No matter if it's big or small, God is concerned about every aspect of your life. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God, love for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God, we want to acknowledge your presence on today, God. God, we ask you to, first of all, God, heal those, God, who may be torn down who may be broken hearted God God you know we know that you hate divorce God and God we ask you God to forgive God forgive those God who may have gone through a divorce God willfully or even unwillfully God God we speaking God that you allow this to be a teachable moment God and let people know God that you honor marriage God you're not the author you're not the author of confusion or division, God, but only the enemy. But God, help us, God, to not allow any 
any further in our lives, God. God, we ask God to help us, God, to understand the wiles of the devil, God, and help us, God, to be obedient to you and not the devil right now. In the name of Jesus, God, there may have been somebody, God, who may have been told by their spouse, God, that they're going to leave, God. God, they may have lost all hope, God. They may have even lost their faith, God, but let them know, God, they can cast their curse upon you, God. They can come to you. They can talk to you. You can counsel them. You can comfort them, God. No matter if their spouse choose to stay or go, but God, help them to be fixated on you and stay true to what you said, God, and help them, God, with the strength and with the courage to do the right thing at all times. In the name of Jesus. And all we were speaking, God, for even their spouse, God, who may have been uh, the abuser, God, who may have done wrong, God. God, we ask God to forgive, God. Help them, God, not only to ask for forgiveness, but God, help them, God, to forgive themselves right now, God. And help them, God, with, and provide them with the help that is needed, God, to help them, God, to be healed and delivered right now in the name of Jesus and reconcile, God, even if they don't be able to reconcile with the spouse, but all, Lord, even reconcile with themselves and into you right now in the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony from this, God. We're even speaking, God, for healing the wholeness. Those who may be grieving, God, touch them right now, God. Let them know, God, that you can be a friend to the friendless, a father to the fatherless, a mother to the mother right now <clears throat> in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for the testimony from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for those who may be listening, God. Thank you, Lord, for answering their prayers, God. Let them know that you're still on the throne right now. You're still reigning. You still rule. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> I want to thank everyone who tuned in and listened to the show. Thank you for your support. If you have any questions, if you have any suggestions on future topics, Feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, Brother B R O T H E R, Prater, P as in Paul, R A T E R. You can read my daily devotions and videos on my page. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go to our, my website, www.brotherprater.org. You will see the daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, if you go to my store section on my website, you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path of the God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities to their families, children, spouse, or children's mother, to inform women the needs of men, and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in to the show. Thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Radio Program. God bless you and good night.